0: Welcome to The Ed Fernandez Show. I'm Tom Roussel, and across from me, the man himself, Mr. Ed Fernandez. Welcome,
1: everyone. Thank you for watching. It's a pleasure.
0: We're back. Yes, we are. Back like we never left. Nope. Uh, today, we're going to talk about advice for all the people, how to start a business.
1: Yeah, that's... um. <laughs> that's you got of... no words already. <laughs> <That's> a little <laughs> bit... bit of... I don't even know what to say. I know. So
0: we're in our beautiful studio here in 1031 crowdfunding, Southern California, and a lot of people see you, whether it be on the show or website or online on TD Ameritrade or yeah, and they think, "Oh, look at this guy!" It's how it always was. Yeah.
1: No. God. No. It's
0: absolutely kind of the not. The exact opposite. Yeah.
1: Absolutely not. It's not. Yeah. No.
0: Do you think starting this business is one of the hardest things you've ever done?
1: You know, it is. Actually, it, it wasn't hard when it comes to work.
0: You're used to the work.
1: I'm used to the work. It was hard when it came to the hope. Mm. The hope was hard. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> the overcoming the mental bombardment of failure was hard the physical work like i always say pan comido easy the mental capacity that was hard took a lot still does took a lot yeah it takes a lot to mentally get you right to be successful right yeah
0: do you remember the moment do you remember the moment when you knew that you needed to start this business or you wanted to start this business
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, if everybody doesn't know already, I'm a follower of Jesus. I love Jesus. And, you know, and that's how I live my life. And, um, you know, to, to, to go back, you know, I was working for a company for 14 years and that company imploded, imploded. And so back in 2014 of February, I got my last paycheck and the company closed down in April 2014. Right. right. So, you know, I had the choice to make. I can easily have gotten a job no problem. I can raise equity. That's what I do. I've been doing it for a very long time and I can get a job. No big deal. But, you know, because of my faith, God would tell me, and you know, God does talk by the way, you know, I'm going to keep saying that he does talk. God would tell me, Hey, do you want to work for man or do you want to work for me? And I said, Lord, I want to, I want to work for you. Right? So one day, you know, I mean, I had $7,000 of cash in my bank account. My bills were probably about 20 a month. Easy. Okay. That doesn't add up. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was my kids were in private school. Yeah. Okay. We had mortgage. We had car payments. It was scary. Right. Again, that, that's a mental toughness to overcome that fear. Right. Right. And God told me. I want you fasting for seven days. And and those who don't know fasting, you're, you're depriving yourself of something. You can deprive yourself of food or TV or sugar. Here in this case, it was food and I was just drinking water for seven days, okay? And God told me on the seventh day, the walls are going to fall down, right? And so there's a story in the Bible by the name, and there's a city called Jericho. These walls were really, really high, and God gave them the promised land. And so God said, hey, I want you to march around this city, right? And on the seventh day, I want you to shout, right? And the walls will fall down. Well, they shouted, and these stone walls fell down, and they took over the city, right? And so God told me, the walls will fall. And so on the seventh day, I went into my closet and started praying. And all I heard was 1031 crowdfunding. That was all I heard. Right? I was like, what the heck is that? What, what? what, what is that? What, what, what? 1031 crowdfunding. crowdfunding. So I went and I ran downstairs and I Googled crowdfunding and come to find out I was doing this for 14 years. Now you can do it online. Mm. And when I found that out, I knew this is what I needed to do. Wow. Crazy story, but it's a true story. It's true.
0: So what were the next? You got the name. Yeah. You got the idea. Got what? the
1: name. I got the name from God, but then yeah. I went on GoDaddy.
0: And then you really got the And <laughs> then I really
1: got the name for $9.99.
0: Yeah.
1: 1031crowdfunding.com. <laughs> What's that worth now? I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but it's not worth $9.99. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Add some zeros. Oh, yeah. 999999999999999.
0: So step one, I'm going to buy the name. What were the next steps? What
1: were the next steps that you took? I didn't have any money. I had $7,000. Yeah. $7,000 wasn't going to do it. There's no way. So there was a guy was by the name of Marcus, and, uh, you know, he wanted to hire me, right? So I was like, Marcus, I'm not I'm not looking for a job, right? So I called him, hey, Marcus, um, this is what I want to do. I want to do this. 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 He said, hey, Ed, you know... Um, I really don't want to buy your friendship, you know, let me let me chew on it, you know. I really didn't think I was going to hear back from him, right? Calls me the next morning, how much you need? I was like, oh, shoot. I wasn't prepared. Didn't know how much I needed. So I just said, okay, 60 grand, right? So he sends me $60,000 on a handshake that day, wires wow. it, right, on a handshake. I took $30,000, put it in my bank account. Paid my bills because it's seven thousand. That ain't even going to now. Cost? I had thirty-seven thousand. Right. Okay. So I had twenty thousand in my bills. Had seventeen thousand cushion. Yes.
0: Okay. Yes. So
1: I did that, and I took the other thirty thousand, and I gave it to a securities attorney, and that securities attorney created a private placement memorandum, which is a private offering, and the offering was for five hundred thousand dollars. How was I going to raise five hundred thousand dollars? I Had no idea right and so um wade right he was my first hire right so i wrote my first like payroll check of $2,500 to wade yeah right who's our cfo now and he created a pro forma for me right and i don't even remember who did the marketing materials i might have paid an outside party to do that but I had an executive summary, I had a business plan and an operating agreement, I had a private placement memorandum, and I had a pro forma.
0: I'd love to find that in the files. Oh, I
1: have it. You have it? Oh, I got oh, to it. show it to you. I'm going to show it to you. You're going to be like, what the heck Let's is that? frame it. Right, it's bad, right? And, um, it's bad. Right? <laughs> it worked. Yeah, it worked, I know. And so um, to make investors comfortable, I put an escrow. Right of two hundred thousand dollars. So if I didn't raise two hundred thousand dollars in a certain period of time, I had to give the money back. Okay. And so one of my business partners, who no longer is a partner of mine anymore, we I bought him out um, through his family was able to raise one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So I was fifty thousand dollars short. Okay. And the money ran out. Couldn't pay my bills. Right. Uh, I mean, I, the good thing, you know, funny thing, I never was late on any payment. So my credit was stellar I, really? to this day. Never blew up my credit, right? But I was come to a point where, oh, I have no more money. So I was a week away from the escrow being over. And if I didn't raise the other $50,000 in that week, period of time, I had to give the $150,000 back. So I was so angry at God. Mm. Okay, I was yelling at God. And I said, you know what, God, I don't even care. I'm taking the money. I'm not going to let my family blow up. I'm taking the money. You know, God, and remember, God does talk. He said to me, do what you need to do with the money that you have. By this time next week, because it was a Friday, by this time next week, you'll have the money. That Friday, next Friday, I go to meet uh, a guy who was on my praise and worship team, and he's a registered investment advisor. Mm-hmm. And I told him about everything I was doing. He gave me the 50 grand. That day, broke escrow, and then he invested an additional 300 grand. So I got the full half a million dollars, and 1031 crowdfunding was off to the races.
0: Wow.
1: <clears throat> and that's how it happened. So True for, story.
0: So for people that maybe don't have the relationships like you do, how does anyone even... First, first, you got money saying you weren't prepared, which surprises me because you're always prepared. I
1: wasn't prepared. I because I thought he wasn't going to call me back.
0: Right, you just having a chat. So yeah. he calls you back and it's like, how much you need? Yeah, okay. I wasn't prepared. How do you? How do people even go about getting initial capital? I mean, well,
1: nowadays now you have these crowdfunding sites. Yeah, right. You have you have crowdfunding sites that'll give you equity, right? But you have to have a sound business plan, mm-hmm. right? You have to. You know, you have to know what you're doing, right? You can't just start a business and not know what you're doing. You know, I always say, you know, hey, if you're out there working for Ryzen Wireless or T-Mobile or AT&T and you're working at a store and you know how they order the phones, you know what the margins are, well, why not open your own store? Mm. Why not contact these guys and say, hey, I want to open my own store? And I promise you, if you show someone who has money, that you want them to invest in you and they know you've been working at a cell phone store for 10 years I promise you they're gonna invest because you know what the heck you're doing now if you come to me And you've never worked in a cell phone store and you said oh i'm gonna start opening up cell phone store," now nah, I'm, I'm good Because I know you don't know what you're doing and so in starting a business the focus is minimizing risks So if you have a certain amount of money, Tom, and you know that certain amount of money is only going to last you a certain period of time, okay, that period of time can be extended if you know what you're doing because it minimizes the risk. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what you're doing and you have that certain amount of money, that certain amount of money can run out sooner than later because of the errors that you made and errors cost money. And they cost time. So if you make an error, which costs more time, that time ends up costing you more money. You need more money, and most of the time, you fail. So make sure you know what you're doing. You you don't need to know LLCs. You don't need to know inks and structures and this and all that other stuff. That comes later. Just know whatever service you're going to provide that you're good at.
0: Right. We always talk about it. We've been talking about it. Instagram gurus saying buy my course. And then you could do drop shipping or you're going to be a millionaire within this amount of time. You always go back to, you need to know what you're doing. Don't, don't go into a business that you yeah. don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So what are some tools and resources that you kind of used? Was it just your experience or how did you, how did you just take the plunge of like, I know what I'm doing, but you can it's hard to start a business, the LLCs and stuff that you're talking about. Yeah. But like you had to come up with what to do.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you also have to be willing to learn things that you don't know. Right. Right. So I knew how to create a securities Product. I knew how to do that. I was doing that for fourteen years. I knew how to do it, which
0: is very difficult, by the way. Yeah,
1: and and I learned a lot, and I knew the right people to call Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh, to do that. But I didn't know anything about Google AdWords. Yeah, I didn't know anything about a website. I didn't know anything about a CRM system. You know, and when I talk about a website, I'm not talking about just a landing page. I'm talking about a functional platform that you can go in, view products, download things. I had no clue what I was doing. But I took the time because the money that I raised, the half a million dollars, I, I, I only had two people. It was me and Wade. Right, that's all I had to pay for was me and wait, me and wait. And I make sure I had a little tiny little office space, just a little tiny little, just it fit like three people, something right?
0: to put on business cards yeah, and it, stuff. It, it, yeah, right? because
1: I didn't want people googling my uh, uh, home. My home. Address. Oh, you, you know, you can't do that. You had yeah. to have them google a building, right? Yeah. So I had enough money just to do a little, little, little office space, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because my costs were so low and, and my. In my lifestyle, you know, I didn't increase my lifestyle. I kept it the way the same. I had the money to take the time to learn all these things. Mm-hmm. So then I learned how to do Google AdWords and, and pay per click. I learned how to do that. I learned how to st- create a back end platform. You know, skeleton model, right? You do the skeleton and then you add the the meat. to I learned how to do all that. No one taught me that stuff, but I was willing to learn how to do it and take the time to do it. So as long as the service you're providing, you're an expert in, everything else you can learn, right? right? Because when you finish learning all the things that you didn't know, at the end of the day, it's the service that's going to make you the money, mm-hmm. not the education of all these other things to provide the service.
0: All that doesn't create the actual... Meat and potatoes are the product that's gonna sell, right? right? That doesn't have to be perfect, right? If you have a good product, correct, or service, or whatever, correct, the business, correct. I mean, we've already talked about obstacles, yeah. But after you know you met these financial goals, uh huh. Do you remember another huge obstacle that you were like, "How are we gonna continue on?"
1: Oh my god! Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, your eyes just. Oh, lit oh my up. god! So and I can name the company because they're no longer in business, but there was a company by the name of Community Leader. And Community Leader provided me the backbone to my website Mm -hmm. so that when investors went to my website and they registered, they left one part of the site and went into the back part of the site, which in this case was Community Leader, right? And Community Leader, it was cheap. And I was wondering, I used to always ask them, you know, guys, I'm trying to understand how you make money, right? Because my concern was they weren't making money. They go out of business, and then they forced me to go out of business, right? And so little by little by little, one day, I was making money, making money, making money, and one of the founders, I was making her money. But one day, I get a phone call from this guy, and he was, Hey, Ed, we're closing down the business. That was... I was going bonkers. because Did you just
0: have a heart attack or something?
1: I, I was going bonkers because I knew if they went out of business, I was going out of business because everything I had was tied into their business. But because I was making money to one of the founders, she called me. And because they went out of the business, her collateral was the code. Mm-hmm. And she already had a business that had code writers. And developers. She was very savvy in the business. See, she invested in a business, but she knew about the business because she was doing the same thing, but in a different field.
0: Contingency plan.
1: Right? And so she knew I was, I was making her a lot of money. And she calls me up. She goes, you know, Ed, it went down, but I have the code. Don't worry about it. My entire team is actually keeping you up and running. hmm right and so i made a strategic partnership with her where the code is exclusive to me mm-hmm. and i have the first right of refusal to buy the code if i want to mm-hmm. right and that we're was still with them today yes and that was a very scary pivotal moment that almost put me out of business
0: i noticed that that is something that you've you've molded how you do business now where You aren't reliant on any one thing. Redundancy. For your business.
1: Redundancy, man. Redundancy. I mean, I wasn't going to say this, but, you know, we had an incident that happened last week on the show that was unexpected. And one of our key people decided it was time for him to leave. Mm -hmm. Just instantaneous, you know, just like that. Mm -hmm. And um, we had the redundancy, Mm -hmm. right, to continue on. And here we are. Yeah. Right. So I never. Ever in my business or businesses, I actually owe oh, several businesses. Mm-hmm. In my business, I never rely on one person ever. Right? Because
0: or program or program product,
1: uh, or company yeah. or service, I never put my eggs in one basket because that basket gets a hole in it, and now I'm I got problems. Mm-hmm. And that that's exactly I do that with everything, mm-hmm. everything.
0: Let's go into that a little bit. Yep. Building a team—I mm-hmm. mean, the team is the lifeblood of the business. You know, you need a good team. You started off with you and Wade. Yep. How did you go about surrounding yourself with a team and building that out?
1: Well, so so I hired people I knew. Remember, I came out of that industry after 14 years, mm-hmm. and when that company imploded, all those employees. Yeah. A lot of them didn't have work. Mm -hmm. And if they were working, they were doing something, some odd jobs on the side just to pay their bills. They Mm -hmm. weren't really in what they were doing before. Mm -hmm. And so what I ended up doing is starting going to those people and started offering them positions in the company because I knew them. I knew who they are. I knew their skill set. I trusted them. Right. And, and, and I knew they would fit the culture. So trust and culture is number one. Skill set, that can come later. Or, you know, when you're growing, right, like right now, skill set becomes very important. But still, the most important thing is the culture. So I hire people based on the culture of the organization and, and see how they fit with the culture. And if they fit in the culture, then we can continue moving on and actually see if, if there's somebody that we want to hire.
0: So if you trust in someone, you can trust that even if the skills aren't there, you're gonna make it happen. Yeah. Okay.
1: Because they're gonna they're gonna work hard, mm-hmm. right? Like I mean, uh, you know, my son, he's an audio guy. He's not a video guy, mm-hmm. but he picked up all the video, and I trust that he's gonna stay up all night if he had to, and made it make it happen, and he did, right? right? And then now we have Justin. Right now. And Justin is. Shout out Justin. Yeah. Justin, new team member. There you go. Right over there. He's now doing all the video stuff and everything like that. Yeah. Right. I mean, redundancy, right? Redundancy makes things continue to move forward. So you don't have to look back and go, why did I do that?
0: Trust and redundancy.
1: Trust and redundancy, man.
0: What role did market research play in this? You knew a lot about the business, yeah, but it's a new thing for you. You didn't, it was similar, but it was different. And you were talking about doing this business for a while at our last
1: company. Yeah. And it seemed like no... No one listened to no me. No one was listening to you. No one listened to me. See? I was doing it for two years. Yeah. Back in 2012, I started studying mm-hmm. these Delaware Statutory Trusts and DSTs. They, they're they becoming popular. And you know, no one wanted to listen to me at the company. All right? And so when I started 1031 Crowdfunding, I, I studied who was doing crowdfunding Mm -hmm. who was doing real estate crowdfunding and you know i found you know uh jillian and and darren powderly jillian is from realty mogul darren is from crowd street and then adam who's from real crowd you know these guys they were the first ones out there doing this stuff and found out that they were competing with each other they they had similar things on their websites, and so I said well i don 't want to compete with these guys, so that 's why I decided you know, even though I got the name, I decided okay i 'm going to focus on exchange products to get exchangers involved right and that 's where the Delaware statutory trust or DST became uh, part of our organization.
0: How did you validate that need how did you i didn 't know? know i
1: didn 't okay. know i didn 't know there was a need. all I knew is that You know, as a sales guy, I'm a sales guy, right? Mm -hmm. And it's very rare to have a CEO and president of organization that's, you know, the number one job that he has is sales. Mm -hmm. So in sales, you got to go, okay, well, what incentivizes an investor to invest with you? Okay. Is Is it the product? The opportunity? Is it the return of the product? Right. Is it discretionary money? Is it money that has a sense of urgency? Well, a 1031 Exchange has a sense of urgency, mm-hmm. right? 1031 Exchange, you got to do something. You got to find something in 45 days. Then you got to close that in 135 days. That 45 days is drama, sense of urgency. So I started figuring out, I started saying, okay, well, if I do Delaware statutory trusts or DSTs and focus on exchangers, the real estate market was coming out of the Great Recession, right? Mm-hmm. It was 2014 now. Mm-hmm. Market was getting hot. Yeah, People were doing exchanges. There was a sense of urgency. So a sense of urgency allows you to raise capital a lot faster. And that's why I went that direction. Instead of, oh, invest in my product because I'm paying you a 9%. Well, that's discretionary. Right. What if all of a sudden they don't want to invest? I'll think about it. I'll yeah, get back to you. Right. That's like slow boat to China. But oh my God, I'm going to pay the federal government 30% of my net worth after this? No way. Tell me what I need to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whole different ballgame.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think some key financial metrics are? for somebody that is just starting a business you come from the financial services background. Yeah. But what should people even be looking at if they could be profitable?
1: I mean operating expenses. Operating expenses and what, what you know if you if you had to put operating expenses on the top, underneath operating expenses is, is payroll, is rent, it's marketing, right? It's not the lights, it's not the DocuSign, it's not the Adobe it's not the Microsoft 360. That's cheap. But it's, it's, it's the people and the marketing, right? You need to understand and quantify that. How many people are you going to hire? Are you going to hire a ton of people and have them sit around and twiddle their thumbs, mm-hmm. right? I would rather spend a lot of money in marketing and have a lot of feedback come in to the point I'm overwhelmed and can't handle the feedback and then hire the people right? Instead of hiring the people and then not have enough money for marketing. So these are the things that, you know, when you're starting a business, marketing is everything. People don't know who you are unless you tell them where you're at. And if you don't tell them where you're at, they're not coming. Yeah. So you better start, you know, getting your marketing down. And what's really cool right now is, you know, you have social media, right? So you, you see a lot of these, I don't do social media, but some time to time I check on the Ed Fernandez show and I'm always getting bombarded with ads, Yes. Right. And so, you know, if you can get in front of those people, you could sell your product. So those are the those are those are the metrics that I would focus on is is really how much is it going to cost to actually do marketing? What is the people going to cost? And then what's my rent, et cetera?
0: Yeah, you've done a really good job on keeping the team tight through growth where maybe sometimes we needed more people or a yeah. uh, bigger space. You know, we've gotten maxed out in the past where yeah. there's not one more seat in the house. Right. You know, Yeah. but you knew that the marketing was more important at that time.
1: Right. Right. And
0: you needed to get to the next level to, I mean, we've expanded double you know, or not from when I, when I started, Yeah. we were sitting in a place about the size of this, <laughs> yeah, this yeah, podcast yeah, studio, yeah. you know? Uh, the we grew by
1: 422% last year. Yeah. Right? That just last year. Yeah, Inc. Magazine, 422% Ink yeah. Inc. Originals. Yeah. So. You don't grow by 422% by, by making mistakes. Right? right. And I got to give kudos to my wife, Ruth, right? Ed Fernandez didn't do all that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Ed Fernandez, you know, part of starting a business is knowing your role. Yes. Right? I mean, I don't know if that's in your notes in here, but you better know your role. I know I'm a horrible manager. You know, I'm a I'm look. I crack the whip, right? I mean, that's how I am. I crack the whip. Mm -hmm. Ruth is more wise and methodical, and people love her. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, she handles all that, right? And so, if people know they're loved and taken care of and cared for, they're going to go above and beyond for you as a company. And that's the reason why we grew so fast. You know, so I got to make sure Ruth gets her props because she's the one when she came in. That's when we went kaboom.
0: She's the I forget if we mentioned on that episode, but she's the COO here. Yeah. Chief
1: 10, Operating Officer 1031. of 1031 Crowdfunding. And that's my wife, by the way. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it all blends together. You know, like, what did we say on this episode? But it's <laughs> yeah. like for all the listeners that don't yeah. know us. Uh, do you remember you've made a ton of them, I'm sure. But can you just highlight one crucial decision you made? that changed the direction of the company?
1: Wow, that's a tough question. Um, A crucial decision that I made that changed the direction of the company, um, I would say enhancing the technology was a big deal. A lot of our rivals use white-label platforms they all have the same technology and they just changed the color palettes to make it look like it's their own. So how am I going to be better if I do the same thing? So this community leader situation allowed me to get an exclusivity to the code Mm -hmm. and whatever I can think of, it's created. And so we have been constantly thinking of new things to do with the technology That has completely set us apart from everyone else. If I didn't do that right now in this economy with interest rates so high, volume has changed. Right. Right. Volume is down by 40%. Mm -hmm. Okay. The little guy who was just picking fruit up from the ground no longer can pick fruit up from the ground. There's no fruit on the floor to pick the ground. So those guys who can climb the tree and get to the very top where the fruit still exists are still in business. And that's us because of our technology.
0: And that's not immediate gratification either. It's not put money in marketing, get a sale. So I'm sure that was just like, you spent a lot of money on it. Yeah. The white label solutions. It's easy. It's easy. It's cheap. Yeah. But it's slowly grown into something that, is completely different than anybody else.
1: Has. Absolutely. Every time somebody comes to our site and they go into the back end, they're amazed of what it can do. Um, and we are very protective of that. That's why, you know, when you register, we all need to talk to you before you get access to the site because we got a lot of spies. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people are coming in trying to figure out how we're doing everything. The yeah. last thing I want to do is give away my secret sauce. Oh. But it, you know, to answer your question, the technology has been huge. And the technology has allow, allowed us to do the branding. And now we have a brand name. People know who we are. And with a brand name, you get referrals from lawyers and CPAs and qualified intermediaries. And then doing the podcast and being on live TV and being in magazines, that also is a big deal too.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we're in one of the most regulated businesses there is. Yeah. How did you even manage that, the legal and regulatory environment of create? Because there's big risk. Yeah. There's big risk in this because people go to jail.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> people go to jail. It's not jail. It's prison. Prison. It's, 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 there's My, a difference. You're right. Okay.
0: They're locked jail up is, for a long time. I'm yeah,
1: jail's short-term stay. Right. Prison is you're there for a long time. They might be in jail while they're wa- awaiting their trial. <laughs> yeah yeah so So, let me tell you when crowdfunding came out i remember going to these conferences thousands and thousands of people getting involved in the crowdfunding space we had thousands of websites this crowdfunding site i mean it was bonkers right and i started seeing these people what they were doing because i'm always checking my competitors and you know, and seeing okay, what are these guys doing? And at that time, they were competitors, right? Now they're rivals. I'm, I'm I don't need to beat anybody. I'm just going to outlast them, and I win by default, right? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. <laughs> but back then, they were competitors, right? So I was trying to win, and um, I would look on these competitor sites, and they start saying things on these websites like, "I know it's illegal. You can't say these things." Mm-hmm. Guarantee. I promise. And this, and this return, and that return. It got so crazy that the Department of Justice launched 400 agents to go attack these websites and systematically started shutting down all these companies. Lawsuits were happening. Investors' funds were used in in wrong ways. It was bonkers, right? And I knew that because of my skill set and because of the high compliance nature of the business, I knew we were fine because we were dotting our I's and we were crossing our T's and we were doing everything right. We weren't kind of just going around with the wild, wild west and doing what everybody else did. And, And that paid dividends because all those guys are out of business now. They're gone. 1031 crowdfunding is it. We're growing. And we just kept taking market share and more market share and we continue to take market share.
0: Right, I mean the list was every
1: year. It, it was huge. To, it was huge, and it just now it's down to like ten, maybe. Yeah, it's wild. You know, and you know, new ones popping up, popping up all the time. You know, but we're still right there.
0: Mm-hmm. Something I know about you, not your favorite thing to go and network and rub elbows. Oh God, yeah, no. How? What's your advice to entrepreneurs that need to get out there and meet people to help? Their business succeeds.
1: Well, I I wouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? I think that's an important thing to do. I did it a couple times. I did it, you know, just to kind of... Here's what I didn't want to do. When you raise money for a business, time is everything. And if you find yourself where your day is not full doesn't mean you go home early. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't, you, oh, it's 2 o'clock. I'm going home. There's we, nothing we else to do. A, we
0: put in the hard yeah, work.
1: There's nothing else to do. Yeah. No. Get dressed, suited and booted, and go to a networking event. Yeah. Right? You never know who you're going to meet. But at least you're working, right? You're still trying to make it happen. You, when you're starting a business, mm-hmm. there is no 9 to 5. Mm -hmm. Okay, doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. It's twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. So I always was busy. I was never at home. I always, if if I was in the office and then and then the office time, I didn't have enough to do in the office. I was pretty much done. I came back home, took a shower, got suited and booted, and went to a wine event or went to a local networking event. Um, Went to this, went to that, got to know people. Right? Did it result in anything? No, absolutely not. But it was. It was for my mental capacity to say, I'm working. If it resulted in something, great, but it didn't result in it. And I'm not saying it wouldn't, but you got to do everything you can to make sure that you succeed and it's not going home early.
0: Networking is not your thing. Right. But relationships are. Yes. How, how big was that in, like, you have, you have a guy for everything. I say this, you got, (laughs) oh, you need this. Let me call my guy. Let me call my guy. And I know you by a first name basis because you treat them good. But that goes the same with this industry. You know, you have amazing relationships. Do you think that had a lot to do with the success of this organization starting out?
1: Well, you know, amazing relationships come based on character. Right. And integrity. You do what you say you're going to do. Mm -hmm. Integrity is not integrity when it's inconvenient to do what you said you're going to do. That's true integrity. Mm -hmm. And when you have that character and that integrity, people like that because it's rare, right? Nowadays in the white-collar world, you can fold up an LLC, claim bankruptcy, right? Open up a new LLC and screw all these other people. I'm just going to start over again, it's easy to do, but yeah. in life, you can't do that, right? Mm-hmm. In life, if you if you mess up a relationship, it's very difficult to make that relationship up, mm-hmm. right? You know, with the current situation, this individual is going to have a very difficult time making up his relationships, right? Because of the things that he did, right? But you can't do that. Right. You, you cannot do that. So my relationships have come from many, many years of doing what I've said I'm going to do, mm-hmm. when it went, even when it was hard to keep my word. Mm-hmm. And so that goes out. Now I've got relationships that they trust me, right? And I trust them. That's why I could pick up the phone, boom, and things happen right but you got juice as 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 you would say that didn't that doesn't come overnight it comes over time Mm -hmm. people kind of start knowing okay ed fernandez is is a legit guy and he he says what he's going to do i like that guy i'm going to do business with that guy
0: because they know they can count on you yeah yeah they don't have to worry about
1: they don't have to look in their rearview mirror and and make sure they're going to get a knife in their back
0: right how did you go about acquiring your first customers how did you spread the word about ten thirty one? That was so hard because it was before I was even here. So this is this is crazy to me because I know how hard it is to it start was a business. So
1: tough, yeah. Marketing's huge. It was so tough. So I had a partner, right, and a very bright individual, right. Um, and he was in sales, but you know uh, there would be leads coming in, and I would monitor the leads, and I would track what leads would come in, and I was more focused on taking all the best leads to make sure that sales would happen. And, you know, in order to do our first deal, there was a, a company uh, that was already in the space and I knew him from, for, for some time that said, hey, Ed, I had no product on my website at all, right? And in order to sell something, you had to have a product on your website. I had zero products. And so he said, hey, Ed, you know what? I'll put a product on your site. So he changed everything as far as the uh, legal uh, way you can do things, right? There are two legal ways. There's a way you can kind of use general solicitation, and there's a way that you can't use general solicitation. So he was willing to change it, put it on the website, and we had our first product, mm. right? And from that first product, we were able to start generating sales, um, And so you know, and that came from Google AdWords, right? Mm -hmm. So we spent like twenty five hundred dollars a month. We get these little tiny trickle leads. At the time, I think I think ten thirty one exchanges and Delaware Statutory Trust cost maybe like four bucks a click or five bucks a click. Mm -hmm. Now it's like fifty bucks a click, (laughs) sixty bucks a click, right? Um, Because everybody wants to use it. But that's how we got our first customer. I had to get a product on the line Mm -hmm. online first, and then um, master the keywords to make sure people would come um, and then make sure that we actually ended up closing them on the, on the phone. Right. Right. And, and that's how it happened. And little by little over the years, now we currently have over 70,000 or I don't even know how many we have. And we got them coming in every month. Right. Yeah. And we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a month to make that happen. But we also have a brand now that people can trust.
0: Sometimes you just know my next question. <laughs> what, how you got the customers coming in. Yeah. How did you create a strong brand identity from day one? Yeah.
1: So the logo, I'll show you the logo, right? Cause we yeah. said, oh, you got to go to the files and look at it. The logo. Um, there the, ori- the original, the original logo, OG yeah. logo. Yeah, the original logo. Um, so I found this website where it was um, designers, Mm -hmm. And I think they were in India Mm -hmm. and you would put up like 300 bucks or 400 bucks. And then these people would compete and submit their, their logos to you. Right. And I gave them the name of the company and then these logos started coming in and I, I chose one. And from that logo, it morphed into the logo we currently have today. And so the brand grew because of the way we take care of our clients mm-hmm. Our clients are very happy our Google reviews are very good so we have happy clients giving us good reviews right mm-hmm. and so it created a brand and then every time someone makes a you know a purchase with us we give them you know a nice shirt. Right, and it says swap until you drop. Ten thirty-one crowdfunding. They wear it to go to the gym, or they are working on their cars, or cutting their lawn, or whatever that stuff. So little by little, we were able to get the word out to the point to where you know now we have lawyers and CPAs and qualified intermediaries. You know, I mean, there's plenty of times when you know someone will call and say, "Yeah, my my qualified intermediary said I should call you guys," or my lawyer said I should call you guys. Right, so it's not only about you know AdWords. Then we started doing SEO right no. organic stuff mm-hmm. um and putting backlinks and articles and now that i'm on tv and i'm in magazines and things like that it just just went kaboom mm-hmm. right now we have a pr team and da, da, da. so it, little by little it actually created a brand that people can trust
0: it's funny you mentioned that i was going to keep it a surprise mm-hmm. but now whatever but we're we're debuting a couple updated logos for you today in our meeting later oh, so yes. <laughs> From from beginning to end. Wow, that is I'm so, so I'm so cool.
1: looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah. That's like at one o'clock, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm sir. so looking forward to that. I got to see what you guys got. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Shout out Elsa on our team. She's just <laughs> she's she's killing it over here. So you talked about all the competition doing stuff illegally. Yeah. And they go bye bye. DOJ comes into your and office. Shuts not, them do, down. Shuts them down. Yeah. But what about the people that stayed? How do you how do you compete? Or I don't compete. Do you, I was you, I, I
1: I never compete. You,
0: how do you deal with your rivals? How do you do business
1: today? I, I think of my rivals, rivals as a Chihuahua biting at my ankles. How's that? Okay. They're annoying. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're always there, gonna be trying to bite me. Mm-hmm. That's why I have Avor.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Who's Avor? <laughs> He's my land shark sitting <laughs> under the table right now. <laughs> My dog, (laughs) right? So my rivals are more like, here's what I don't do. I don't worry about what other people are doing. I really don't, Mm -hmm. right? I watch them to see what they're doing, and sometimes they come up with great ideas that I go, oh, that's a great idea. We might do that too, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not so arrogant and conceited and full of myself to think that everything that I do is the best thing. There are a lot of very bright people out there that are doing some really cool things. And you know what? I look at it and go, wow, that's cool. I'm going to do that, but I'm going to do it better, right? Mm. And, and 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 that's what they do with us, right? I see websites coming out with the oranges now and the blacks and the blues. No one was doing that. That was us. Talks, talking about the to- tenants' toilets, the and, toilets trash and, the and trash. The toilets and the you trash know, and, and this and that. So they're doing the same thing with us, but... There, there is no one really doing what we're doing. I mean, when they suggest a similar product, that's not indicative of doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. That's just distributing a product. But what we're doing right. is we're building a financial firm that is going to be taking care of your money, your kids' money, your kids' kids' money, your kids' 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 money through real estate yeah. and whatever that product is. Yeah. And, and that's what may, has made us different than everyone else. We're not here for a commission. Mm-hmm. Those are guys that are 25, 26, 30 years old. They're always driving. We're not here for the commission. We're here for the relationship. And if I can treat you right as an investor, you're going to tell other investors and if I do and I perform well for you, you're going to continue keep being my client. Mm-hmm. That's completely different than what other people are doing. Let's talk
0: about something really interesting. and It's mindset. Yeah. You've said yourself, not everybody's built to be an entrepreneur. Oh, my
1: God. And yes. I think
0: we're going to have another episode about talking about that. Yes. And that's a whole other subject. I, I
1: forgot. I was going to bring my journals just to stack them here. Just to, right? yeah. just to stack them here and go, this is the next thing. Right. Yes. yes. Because being an entrepreneur is the like the sexiest thing today. Right. Everybody right. wants to be an entrepreneur because you got these young kids that want to become billionaires, and you know the tech space has done that for some young people. Right. Yeah. But for every billionaire that has been made it, uh, that's been created, I, I guarantee you there's been hundreds of thousands of people that have failed. Right. Being an entrepreneur is a personality. It is. You have to have the personality of not being a quitter. You have to have the personality that losing is not an option. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That running through walls, well, I have to run through a wall? Bring it on. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: How many walls do I have to run through? I will run through every single wall you put in front of me. An entrepreneur is someone who wakes up thinking how to be better. An entrepreneur is someone who wakes up, how can I make my body better? How healthy can I be? An entrepreneur is not a guy sitting around eating Doritos and weighing 500 pounds. That's not an entrepreneur. Because if you don't take care of your body, you can't take care of your business. That's an entrepreneur. Everything else is just a byproduct of an entrepreneur. But if you cannot find yourself to not be a quitter, go get a job. Nothing wrong with that. Not go, I mean, go get a job, right? Because, you know, an entrepreneur is a leader, right? If you don't know how to lead, you're not an entrepreneur. So I would say that's, in my definition, an entrepreneur is someone who's just not part of this planet. It's very rare. Now everyone wants to be an entrepreneur and it's just not the case. It's not that easy.
0: It's still not easy, right? It's not easy. Do you wake up, Because Avor over here, I'm sure wakes you up at four a.m. Four o'clock in the morning every day, yeah. Uh, And it's not easy waking up and having to bear the burden of what that day may may hold. How do you How do you motivate yourself?
1: So, number one, you have to love what you do.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. This is not a job. It's a lifestyle. Mm and if it's a job then you're going to burn out yeah right if it's a lifestyle and you love what you're doing you may not love it you may not you may not love certain aspects of it mm-hmm. but you love globally you love what you do it's not a burden
0: mm-hmm.
1: right it's a lifestyle but to get up and be motivated every day to grow the business cuz you know being an entrepreneur never stops Right, you've got these levels. Or am I gonna make it? 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 Mm -hmm. Okay, you make it now, right? Then you hit this other level. Okay, Uh, oh shoot, Um, how are we gonna get more business? How are we gonna get more business, right? And then you get this other level. Oh shoot, I've got all these employees, and can I make payroll? Can I make payroll? It's always something. Right? Oh, it never, never, ever ends, and so you have to have the mentality. That you're never, ever Going to stop growing Your business, you're never gonna stop Taking calculated risk You're never gonna stop being an entrepreneur It's not Oh, I was an entrepreneur yesterday And and now I don't need to be one No, you are one Mm -hmm. Period, every day Wherever you are in your life If you are a true entrepreneur
0: Mm -hmm. Is there anything you would have done differently?
1: (sighs) No, you know, I think, I think I would have had more fun. Had or? I, I think back then. I think you still need to. Yeah, we talked no, about that yeah, on Darien's no, I, episode. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I know. I need to have fun. But I think, you know, I have a very wealthy friend and he always used to tell me, the funnest part, Ed, is the journey.
0: Mm, okay It's Let's not when saying. you
1: arrive Have fun in the journey The journey ends up being very, very scary But when you arrive There's no fun in arriving Got it Now you start figuring out Okay, now what is? That? Now what do I do? Yeah. So enjoy the journey Because that's where the fun is Because if you enjoy the journey You will arrive And then you'll have regrets That you didn't have fun
0: And you can potentially continue to have fun
1: Yeah Right. You know, enjoy your success enjoy- Yeah but okay. don't sit on this your hands. Stops. Don't sit on your hands and think that just because you got there that you don't have to work. Yeah, right. You you always have to work. Right. And an entrepreneur always wants to work. An entrepreneur is always thinking about new things. How can I do this better? How can I do that? You just live it and breathe it every single day.
0: This this goes into you know you're taking a trip, and oh my
1: god, to Wyoming, it's
0: in Wyoming, <laughs> and I'm like off the grid, and you're going to be doing all kinds of outdoor stuff, which. Not necessarily your thing. It's not my thing. <laughs> this guy comes in with a, he's like, oh, there's no reception. Okay, I'm just going to buy a satellite device.
1: <laughs> you say, well, I, have, <laughs> I have this thing. It looks like a Wi-Fi router. Um, and all you do is open, to pull up the antenna and it makes some noise. It connects to the satellite. I have an app on my phone. Turn on the app. Hit the barcode. My now my phone works, so I got data coming from a satellite. I got 250 minutes, and I'm I'm plugged in, brother. There's no way I'm going to the boonies without being plugged in.
0: The entrepreneurial spirit never never dies. I, yeah,
1: I I cannot just like. They tell me they tell me Ed, there's no cell phones out there. There's no cell towers. I, I, what do you mean there's no cell towers? Yeah. Well, your phone won't work. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going. Yeah. So I, I'm like, okay, either I get some device or I'm not going. So I got this device, yeah, and I'm good. It's so funny. <laughs> I, I, and I promise you, bro, it can connect up to five devices. I'm charging everybody $100 a minute if they want to <laughs> use my device. <laughs> you ain't getting it for free.
0: It's a CEO event, so that's why all these other people are going to be like, well, how's this guy connected with $100,
1: us? $100, one minute, and go.
0: there's your next business entrepreneur 101 always
1: (laughs) collected always collected let's close
0: on this question yeah i'm starting a business i'm thinking about starting a business Yep. just one tip we talked about a lot of things but what's your tip for the entrepreneur starting a business today
1: don't ever let anybody tell you you can't do it ever and if you have toxic people around you telling you that remove them from your lives You can join them later and say, I told you so. But right now, get them out of your life. Because the biggest and the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur and starting a business is your mind. And if you allow people to tell you who you are and give you an identity that is not you, you will fail. So that's the number one thing. Surround yourself with people that say, yes, you can do it. And get rid of the people that say, no, you can't. I love it. You know?
0: Yeah. That's it. Shoot. That one's free. That one's free. It's all free right here on the Ed Fernandez show. The sponsors, Ed Fernandez. Fernandez, (laughs) Well, thanks, Ed. This was another fun episode. I appreciate uh, being a part of it. And uh,
1: enjoy your time in Wyoming. Oh, my God. I'm sure I'll be hearing from you. Yes, you will. Hey, thank you so much for watching. Continue to watch. Uh, Again, you're the best thing uh, of the Ed Fernandez show.
0: Like and subscribe, keep commenting. We have love in the social yeah. stuff. Talk to us on Instagram, and uh, we'll see you next time.
1: Thank you.